0: Welcome to the From the Terraces podcast, episode 2 of the From the Terraces podcast. Thank you to everyone who listened to episode 1 and got in touch with their positive feedback. Matthew, have you had any positive feedback from episode 1 of From the Terraces? Uh, Yeah, a few few, uh, nice compliments from, uh, from some just men. (laughs) <laughs> Just meant no digs, though. No dig, no, no digs, no. Oh, no digs. Well, no, that's ma- great. Mainly well, positive, if- which is unusual for things that we do. Ah, no, that is that is really strange. Maybe the maybe the Dars who uh, don't like our episodes of Wise Men <laughs> have, wow. have decided to swerve I'm this. Sure that when the um, pub's open, we'll be greeted with. A chorus of booze when we won't. Chorus of glass, maybe <laughs> well, perhaps. Maybe. Um but for those who didn't listen to episode one, I'm Rory Fallow and you heard the voice of Matthew Keelan there. Um got uh, got a lot coming up in this show. We've got a best ever of the week and a write off of the week. We've got a chat with Ben from Talking Shut, the Leeds United podcast, uh, looking a bit more at the band era, as again episodes uh, listeners to episode one will know that we touched on the David Hockaday and We've also got a random play of the week coming up as well. Uh, we're going to start, Matthew, I think, with our best ever slash write-off of the week. We've got a combination yeah. this week, haven't we? They complement each other, go hand <laughs> in hand. Well, let's start with the best ever and get that out of the way because that's kind of the boring one. Kind of, This is the Marcus Rashford, really, because that was a bit like... It was, um... we, we couldn't really get any humour out of that because it was too serious. But our best ever of the week... Is Northampton Town? It is well. So, were <laughs> I watched the I watched the first leg of the the playoff semi final that they were in um, last week, and they missed the penalty. Um, <laughs> Basically, they did everything they could to lose their semi their semi final of the League Two playoffs, didn't they? Like, yeah, everything they could, have. everything missed the penalty, like played some fairly terrible football. And gave two goals away, really poor goals um, away to, uh, to the opposition, meaning uh, they would have to go away from home to Cheltenham Town with a 2 with a two-goal deficit. Yeah, but I don't think it had been. I'm not sure that had been done before. It's been done twice. Right. I've heard about so this. Bradford, Bradford have done it, and someone else who I can't remember. But because Cheltenham threw this away, they are also our write-off of the weekend, fully off. written off. That. I've just—I didn't see the second leg, and I mean, you put in in the chat the other day. I've just flicked the league two semi-final on, and Cheltenham were two 0 two nil up on aggregate, and I knew what was—I co- <laughs> knew what was coming. Yeah, you replied before I could get the next message. I think, I think went, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> you knew what was coming, <laughs> and I think Cheltenham playing red and white. Yes, they do. Um, that is a very Sunderland thing to do. do yeah, it. it is, isn't it? Although, actually, we did. You know, we won our first leg last last season in the playoffs. Yeah, it's just yeah, really like winning the away leg as well. Like, <laughs> not like winning, yeah, as well at a canter. and then winning, and then going, oh dear me, absolutely written off, and then the the goals, the the hilarious, that is, yeah, like that is got to be part of the reason why they're written off. The first goal is just quite boring. Cross comes in, headed in by the Northampton uh, strike. Just a man. Uh, just a man. Um, but the second goal, the equaliser, wow. corner comes in, they try to clear it and just it goes off the face of Callum Morton, the uh, the Northampton player, and just ends up in the nest. It's brilliant, that. That's like... It's so If scrappy. anyone follows crap 90s football on Twitter, yeah, it, it's a... Uh, um, it's a goal straight from the from the archives of, of their of their <laughs> their um timeline. But it's That's the good thing about League One and and League Two, obviously that we're talking about now. It is like going to football in the past in not just yeah. the fact that you get, you know, Terracen and, you know, clubs like ourselves who've like kind of fallen away yeah. and you're like, Oh yeah, they used to, they used to be quite good. But you also get the stand same standard of football yeah. <laughs> as the nineties. I mean the third goal. Wow. Like if you've not seen these highlights, if you just go into YouTube, type type in Northampton Cheltenham, it's the first result that comes up. The there's about four five errors. Maybe I don't in... understand what they're doing for the third goal. I don't understand yeah. what's going through the second. The, the 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 second goal is unlucky. It it's a ricochet. Yes. it's sort of hit the third goal. He's just stood. You can see that the strikers is running towards the ball. The so... keeper's not going to get there. Let's obviously, if, if you're listening to this and you're in a position to get like get the video up now. I appreciate people listening to this like driving or out and about or whatever. But even after, let's like put the goal on the third goal and let's just have our Gary Neville, Jamie Carragher style analysis yeah. going over the top. And we'll just do it from memory as well because because so, you know funny in it. Yeah, so we'll, the, we'll get it wrong. Both, yeah, we'll get it very slightly wrong, and we only know one of the players' names as well in Callum Morton because he he actually. To give him a bit of credit in the, the the best ever for Northampton, he looked quite handy actually. Yeah, it, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, we could probably do much worse <laughs> as some. Well, fans we in probably of will sign. do much worse. <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> we will with our recruitment. But the, uh, first of all, the ball's kind of almost trickling through the defense, isn't it? Yeah, this, doesn't it appear to chel- be any particularly you, dangerous? Nah, it's like you just nah, go on, just put your foot through and get rid of it. But instead he's kind of letting it run back to the keeper. But it's never gonna get there. <laughs> and the keeper doesn't really rested. interested. he doesn't, want, interested. It. He's, he doesn't yeah. want he's it's they're quite far from goal as well. It's not as if he's on the edge of the box. It's sort of midway through the half, I'd say. It's almost like he's offended it's, at the suggestion of him to come and get the, the ball. The keeper's almost looking at him going, Well no. <laughs> just 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 clear it, you dick. But then the other centre halfs kind of like, it's almost like he gets lost in the disbelief at all. Of like, what the fuck are these what? two doing? And then a the Northampton player just runs past him. Yeah, and then so he, yeah, so the Northampton player He's gets totally their not third. watching his man. He's literally ball watching. It's ter- It's the it's probably the worst one of the worst pieces of defending I've ever seen. It's really you have to see it to believe how bad it is. If you, I mean, appreciate if you're a Cheltenham fan and you listen to this I am sorry for, for going over it and bringing back the the heartbreak of your playoff semi-final but <laughs> the Northam player doesn't even he misses it first he hits yeah, the yeah exactly they get another chance to get rid of it that's the thing they <laughs> make a mess of that as well it's honestly he, if we knew the players names we could write them off individually but we do not know them yeah, well, fair play again, though, to Callum Morton, because he, you know, the first time a player hits the post, and then he's following it up. He's got a, yeah. a killer instinct to then put it in. But Cheltenham have about three or four opportunities to get rid of this ball. The, the, like the phrase "comedy of errors" is used a lot, and this is mm. literally a comedy of errors. It's terrible. It's it, it's it, like I, I I'd find it really. It's one of them where if you support it, you'd find it really difficult to watch again because it's like, yeah. what are you do? What are you doing? What's going through Absolutely. your mind? There? Like you can't really. If you're the manager, like Carlo Ancelotti famously says about the, <laughs> oh, I've realised I'm leaping from the League Two play-off finals. Is to he Carlo Ancelotti? Is he? Yeah, he is is he? Actually... <laughs> yeah, he's actually. Yeah, he's he's moonlighting from the Everton yeah, gig, fair enough. but he was obviously the manager for uh, AC Milan when they... and. Um, in Istanbul, when Liverpool oh, yeah. won the Champions yeah, League, yeah. and he says about that he wasn't particularly angry after, because he was like, as a manager, I can't compensate for a ridiculous five minutes of mm-hmm. football I with all the planning that I do and everything. Yeah. I can't, I can't really, I, I can't think about that because you don't presume something will happen. You're not Michael planning Duff, for it, now Yeah, Michael Duff, the Charlton Town manager, must have those yeah. same feet. Like no. watching his defenders being like, "Well, come on, lads! That's like, what thing. am I supposed to do here?" And then he'll go, like, he'll be remembered as the manager who chucked the, <laughs> chucked the two goal lead away at home in the, in the playoff semi final. What's he supposed the, to do? And the, the first goal as well, which you said was, you know, it's, it's funny, but it's, it's unlucky. Like, well, the ricochets around the bottom, like, that is unlucky. You can't, there's no, it's no one's fault, particularly. They it, it, mm. it could probably clear it better and someone could put the foot of the head through it, but that that sort of thing happens, and that's just. Sort yeah. of unfortunate. I mean, the third I, I, I hadn't seen the game, and I hadn't even watched the goal until just then. And i, I just sort of, well, you'd have heard me say it. he's not going to do this in a playoff. <laughs> and, oh, he is. He has done he's that. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, watching your reaction to it like really brought it all back because it was exactly what i like it's... watching it live and just being like, what? No, because I because it was the same night that Burnley were getting pumped off yeah. Mansea. And I was like, oh, I'm a bit bored of this It was now. just like, a procession, that, wasn't it? it was... Yeah, so I was like, oh, there's the playoff. Like, I'll, I'll flick that on. And I was like, oh, it's 2-2, two, two, weren't And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I flicked it on at the right moment. Oh, that's like About two time. minutes later, the, goal, the third <sighs> goal went in. I'm like, oh, just so good. But for Northampton, for their killer instincts, for them seeing Cheltenham off, they are our best ever of the week. And we very much look forward to them beating us oh, next yeah, in the one that, don't with similar make. goals I imagine. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Because we're only gonna have one centre half by yeah. then probably. Yeah. Um but our write off are absolutely <laughs> Cheltenham town for their disgraceful <laughs> it's, it's no other comedy defendant and you know, Northampton doing everything they could to give that tie away. If you're a Cheltenham it's, fan, um do get in touch. Commiserations yeah, congratulations to, to Northampton Town. Um, but I'll be you... quite impressed because I'm looking, Cheltenham's ground holds just over 7,000. So if we've got a Cheltenham Town mm. listener, I'll be very impressed. Uh, I'm going it... to have to find out what the hashtag is when I, when I do the tweet for yeah. the pod, aren't I? So if you are listening from Cheltenham, then, you know, give us a... Yeah, come and, come mm. and stick up for yourself. Yeah, come on, unwrite yourself off. Yeah, exactly. Yes, because that's what we want to hear I mean, right yeah, as well. I wouldn't be sticking up for the centre-half. Like, to be no, like, if you are Maybe not. come on and stick up for yourself. But maybe the fans hate these centre-halves, <laughs> all we know. we like, do <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Contract's being torn up. <laughs> um, but if you are a Cheltenham fan, we'd love to hear from you. Get in touch with us at Terraces Podcast to, to come and defend your club. Um, now we're going to hear from Ben of the Talking Shut podcast leeds united he is he spoke to me earlier on about a little bit more in depth on the banter era at leeds united so i'm joined by carl from the talking shut podcast a leeds united podcast uh carl first of all thanks for being here thanks for joining us
1: you're welcome it's a
0: pleasure (laughs) <laughs> um, well we are going to be discussing, uh, listeners to episode 1, last week's show will be aware that we discussed the David Hockaday era a, a quick look at the David Hockaday era at Leeds United So wanted to delve in a little bit more on those those banter years, that banter era at Leeds United Myself and Matt Sunderland fans and we're still in the depths of our banter era unfortunately So it's nice to talk to other fans who've been through these these periods and can look at the sort of if you didn't laugh you would cry sort of moment. Yeah. Um so I guess my first question, Carl, is what would you def- where would you say it started, this band here at least? Does it start with Premier um, League relegation? Is it a little bit before that, sort of
1: 2004? I think you could maybe sort of put it into sections. Like you've got the <laughs> the Ridsdale sort of the collapse with that, spending loads of money and I think there are a lot of other reasons as well. Like we were about to move to a new stadium that fell through that was a big part in the money part of Leeds United. That yeah. I think we'd had some money, but then things happened, and then they wanted that money back, so we had to start selling players like Ferdinand, Woodgate, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then from that, it all sort of fell apart with the team that they were losing all the the teammates and all the best players in the team. So then end up getting relegated. Um, and I think that was probably the start of the banter era. Yeah. Just, just from
0: the championship. And it was obviously the Seth Johnson contract as well yeah, around yeah.
1: that time, which was, they offered him, what was it, was it 80 grand or something like that? Yeah, I, I can't remember the exact figures, but I think he went in wanting, a, a, a say, 20 grand, and I think Ridsdale walked in and went, well, you 40 and no more. <laughs> and then I think the agent just, uh, Seth Johnson's agent just thought, well, we can get some more here, because if they're coming in throwing it at that, so he says, no, no, we want 60 or something like that. And he's like, all right, all right, you can have that. Uh, It's just... And they were like, they were one in 20.
0: It's crazy. And like we've obviously, as Sunderland fans, got issues with our own owners at the minute, but you you mentioned Ridsdale and then obviously Ken Bates and and Chilino as well. Like even at, it seemed like every level of the club, there was this sort of mess, this sort of, but as we touched on, if you didn't laugh at it, you would cry, this sort of hilarity going on. But... I guess it's Chilino coming in where that really sort of kicked in. Yeah, jail, well, wasn't that, it?
1: that was that was wild. I mean, even before Chelino, there was Gfh and they were sort of—I um, don't know how to describe them really—with with sort of being nice about it. <laughs> but they were um, wolves in sheep's clothing. Sort right. Of thing. They they came in and they said, "Oh, we're going to do this and we're going to do that," and then all their intentions were we're making money out of mm-hmm. flipping it on. Um, and yeah, so they sold it to Mr. Chilino, who, wow. He, from the first, I mean, I was one of the first person that, I, I I can't remember what it was, I was going somewhere, and I went past Ellen Road, and I think I went into the shop, and I went back to my car, and then uh, Chilino's son got out of the car with jan Pesta. <laughs> <Fester>. Wow! <laughs> and so I've taken a picture of it and put it on Twitter, and I'm saying, who's this? And so Twitter's going, mental: who's this, who's this, who's that? And, um, yeah, figured out who it was. sort of Chilino, his eldest son, and, and Gianluca Festa. And then it went quiet for a few weeks. And then that crazy um, end of the transfer window yes, day, yeah. we call it Mad Friday, where Cellino had come in and um, I think he'd decided he wanted to sack um, Brian McDermott. Um, there were big rumours about Ross McCormack because he was scoring a load of goals at that point. And... Um, so big rumours about him going somewhere else because who want, everyone wants the goal scorer in the championship. Yeah. And um, yeah, he'd gone on Sky Sports and said, no, I'm happy, I'm happy with Brian McDermott. I want to stay. An hour later, Brian McDermott's been sacked and he's ringing up, well, if he's been sacked, I want to go.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, of course. But didn't he so, bring Didn't he bring back Brian McDermott, like, briefly or something like that well, as yeah, well?
1: That, that, I guess that's the part of the story. Then, So all that breaks out on Sky Sports News on Transfer Deadline Day. That evening, loads of fans are going down to Ellen Road. So Cellino's in Ellen Road, he's just bought the club, he's trying to get some signings through. He's got these players over from Italy who nobody knows about. Mm-hmm. I think there was one who thought he'd signed, and then it turned out he hadn't, because no one had the it had not been transferred, like the the ownership hadn't been transferred enough to, like, for him to sign off the transfer. Wow. So there's these players sat in Ellen Road that weren't signed, and then you've got him trying to get out of Ellen Road, and there's fans (laughs) running around Ellen Road chasing taxis. Yes, I read about I did read about this earlier. What a way to kick off a banter era. It was was crazy. And then, yeah, so then the next day, um, we were playing Huddersfield at home, so local derby. And then you get, um, I think they asked um, his assistant and Neil Redfern to take the team. Mm-hmm. So we got that. And then we were, I think we won 4-0, maybe 4-1. I can't remember off the top of my head. And then in half time, the club put out a statement that Brian McDermott had been reinstated. That's,
0: so he wasn't in charge for one game. So
1: he, he had yeah. a game off. It was like he put a day's holiday in <laughs> almost yeah. for, for, for a game, which isn't, isn't really how football works. I mean, we were all happy because we beat Huddersfield. <laughs> and I guess like, if Sunderland, like, our team, had beaten uh, Newcastle, you'd have uh, you'd be happy with that. But then things just, wow, um, yeah. Well, this Tri- kicked Mcdermott off Dermot, and a,
0: then... a two-year spell, didn't it, of a run of yeah. managers, which was Brian McDermott, Hockaday, Redfern, Darko Milanich, yeah, Redfern again, Uwe Rosalis, Steve Evans, and Gary Monk. Within, t- I didn't really like. I forgot Gary Monk was there. I forgot you Uwe Rosler was there. Like yeah. within a two-year spell, that is just that is absolutely wild.
1: I think he like works out like a manager every four months or something <laughs> like that. He, 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 yeah, it was crazy. Great. Like when so yeah, they got to that summer, and I think he'd got rid of Brian McDermott. Everyone knew that Brian McDermott were going. Mm-hmm. It was like one of those um, worst secrets sort of thing. Every he knew it, everyone knew it, but it was just waiting for that point where actually you know we're going to get rid of him. Then yeah. he did. And then, um, as you said, David Hockaday. Yeah, what was the as a as a fan, what describe what emotion well, especially when
0: that when that news breaks.
1: As a club like Leeds as well. where we'd like to see ourselves as a big club where yeah, we've yeah, got a absolutely. lot of history. And then you get this guy who I think he'd been a PE teacher at one point.
0: Yeah, well I was when we talked about him on last week's pod i thought oh maybe he was like quite up and coming and doing quite well with forest green but he wasn't yeah. he, he, he no no you know they were avoiding relegation finishing mid-table
1: like it wasn't like he
0: was this sort of young promising manager and it was trying yeah, to be I like think, a
1: clever appointment i think he, he's, done, he had a good sort of reputation in the youth sort of setups mm-hmm. and i think that was maybe chilino's thought he Chileno wanted to be the manager. Yeah. He wanted to sort of bring the players in and he just wanted someone to coach them. Sure. And I think he brought a good few players through from Watford. I think he was in Watford's yes. academy yeah, and he stuff was. like that and he had a good sort of reputation for that so I can sort of see from Chileno's point but it just doesn't work at a big club in the no. championship.
0: No, and it's it's as, again as Sunderland fans we kind of find ourselves in that similar yeah. it kind of worked to an extent with Jack Ross and then with with Phil Parkinson but we won't get into that. Um yeah. Uh, obviously, Neil Warnock around this time as well, who we omitted from there. So, big. I know that's pre. Is that pre. That is pre Chileno, isn't it? Warnock yeah, yeah. Warnock in. was. Um, yeah.
1: Pre yeah. Chileno. So, sort of, going into GFH, and then GFH brought Brian McDermott in.
0: Yeah. The top of my head. Yeah. So, it's, it's these big characters, because even like Steve Evans is a personality yeah. of, of some kind, isn't it? So, you've got these sort of. Not necessarily with Warner, because Warner's obviously quite successful getting teams promoted. You can see the logic in that appointment. But Steve Evans again, that's I think yeah. that mirrors a sort of Phil Parkinson type appointment for us. Like, God, this yeah, this is think, where we are now.
1: I think for Steve Evans it was very much uh, he was gonna do what Cellino wanted him to do. Mm. Didn't he joke and
0: about I'll be sacked in two days' time or something like that? Probably on his did, first yeah. training session or something like that. Yeah.
1: In credit to sort of Steve Evans, I mean, it was awful, but I think a lot of Leeds fans sort of—I mean, I don't think anyone would say we want Steve Evans back, but there's sort of there's a little bit of respect there because at least he tried with mm. what he had. And
0: Wasn't so, some good days, yeah, such so as which any particular highlights of the, the Steve Evans reign?
1: Um, I don't think I wouldn't really call them highlights. But <laughs> just, just, the just some good results. Moments. I think we might have beaten Huddersfield away and stuff like right. that. Just sort of some good results, and I think he were a bit sad. I think he, like, when it came to the end of the season, he knew he was going Mm. as well. I think that was just might have been just before Monk. Like you said, there's that many, I can't remember which timeline it is. But it's it's an interesting
0: Um, point that you touch on there. Like, again, a lot of parallels with with Sunderland and Leeds, and everyone thinks, oh, big fan base, and they've got this history, so they think they're better than they are, but they are where they are because they deserve to be, which is true. But what you said there about Steve Evans and the fact that you know people liked him because he was honest and you know yeah. got a few results—it's all it takes, isn't it? Like we don't yeah, have yeah. as lofty expectations as maybe a lot of you know media pundits or other fans might like to think. Just if you come here and are honest and do your best and don't sort of take the piss out of the fans, that'll go a long way, won't it?
1: Yeah, I think that, that that's exactly it with a with a big club. I mean, when you if you talk to a Leeds fan about the last sort of twenty years. And you say like, who's your favourite players of the last twenty years? Andy Hughes will pop up. Mm. Never one of the best players ever, but he always put his like, put his hundred percent into every game. Yeah, and that's all Leeds fans want. They want players who are just going to give it their all. You don't have to be the best, but put everything in.
0: Yeah, and like I've I found a Um, I found a Reddit thread earlier which is like lists a <laughs> really good um amount of these sort of banter moments, but. One one bit that that stuck out when talking of players was signing El Hadjiouf and then finding out we're not actually too disappointed with El Hadjiouf like that again. I think that that was the Warnock era, wasn't it? Yeah. I know it yeah, jumped, that was are ju- yeah. jumping about all over the place in terms of Which timeline. But that was a, a that's weird
1: a, one. Sorry, it was a weird one when he came in because I think Warnock had slagged him off a couple of yeah, years yeah. before that. Uh, but you could see the class. You know when you know someone's mm. a good player. You know, El has do. I mean, you could put him in like last five minutes of a game, put him in the corner. He'd stand there with ball for five yeah, minutes, yeah. and no one to get it off him because he was that good at football,
0: especially at that level as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then I was trying to think of other sort of crazy banter moments. Yeah,
0: what would you say the peak of the banter? What like when does it does it peak with in terms of like a season or a particular moment or like a, I don't know, run of form or anything
1: like that. Um. I guess the, the best point was, well, I guess under Chilino for the banter, it was Gary Monk sort of season, just before it fell off a cliff and we didn't get into the playoffs. I think that's the only time in at least 15 years we thought, wow, we could do something here. Right. Because even beforehand, when we first got relegated, we um, took a year to sort of consolidate ourselves and then the year after got into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But it never felt like we had the team to do anything then. Right. We seemed to just tick over and creep into the playoffs, and then got battered by Watford in the, in the yeah, final. Yeah. But that one with with that year with Gary Monk, which I think was probably Chileno's last season. Mm. Um, that's the where we Chris Wood scoring. I think he's got thirty goals. Ruth. Um, yeah, and I think Calvin Phillips had just come through that year, and some some good, some really good players. Yeah. Charlie Taylor, who's at um, Burnley now and then and, the, yeah. the season after as well i
0: remember i think it was the season after was when we were in the championship and you know players like saias as well who i remember him yeah. tearing us apart who obviously had some banter moments in, in himself with a well yeah a yeah. bit of a, a bit of a temper if i remember rightly
1: Well, that's it i guess we've never we've always had a banter moment. even like this year i mean i guess you could say covid has been a bit of a banter bantamom- <laughs> moment the, the chance where Leeds united were top ready to ready to go i mean and yeah, the season stops. Uh, he's just been banned for years, so 20 years. That's what I really like about Leeds, though, because even though like you
0: kind of uh, are turning things up, I know that's maybe jinxing things for you, but it looks like things are back on the right track. You've still got this manager who is hilarious, as well as being yeah. a fantastic manager, you know, with when he did his character assassination on Frank Lampard last season. And then obviously yeah. there was the playoffs against Derby as well, and the way that all unfolded. that mad moment in against Aston Villa last season and even the other week Patrick Banford <laughs> blocking one off his own line like yeah yeah last week there's, yeah. Al- there's always something that like and i think that's what you get with big clubs as well there's always yeah i, I-, I don't i don't know why I-, I can't really explain why but there's always something happening that's even when things are going well that's utterly hilarious isn't it
1: it's it's just waiting for the next thing to happen i guess like for you i'm mean, i'm going back to the documentaries and the Jack Rodwell thing, yeah yeah yeah, and you're thinking you do like you've got Netflix in there filming you why are you <laughs> going out and getting hammered and smashing your car up
0: oh yeah it's with just, Darren Gibson yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah it's just crazy how all that stuff just seems to like snowball yeah well I guess like the chileno years they were there were things every week like there were a, a rumor that there were fights on the training ground they had Leads youth players against all the Italian players <laughs> at one point, and Gi- Giuseppe Belushi won't take his watch off for training. <laughs> Great, big And fan they go it. and have a smoke. Like there's, there's, there must be like fifty photos of these Italian players having a sig before a game, right back a, like, <laughs> at like stadiums. And you're just like, this, this isn't happening. Like how? But then yeah. you look back at it now and you think, how did it happen and how have we got past that? Yeah,
0: well, exactly. Coming out the other side of it makes it. I guess you can look back on it a bit more more fonder, can't you? And look at the, the f- funnier side of it. But who would who would you say was the single in that banter period? Who was the single worst player and who was the funniest player? So obviously two slightly oh, wow. different things, but the worst player the and the worst. funniest player.
1: God. There's been a lot of really <laughs> bad players. Sure. I guess it probably has to go down to um either Cameron Stewart or Jimmy Kebbe, because we brought them in at the same time and that was just as Chileno came right. in. And they had one good game against Huddersfield, that one game where uh, McDermott was sacked. And then from then on, it was like they'd never played football in their life. It was weird. <laughs> and it got to the point where I think Chileno sacked Stewart and then he went to Ipswich or something on a free and then Chilino start, tried suing him or Stewart tried suing him for the unpaid wages. What? It's just crazy Absolutely stuff Absolutely like wild. That. And Kebe as well. He, you
0: know, he'd been at Redden, hadn't he, in the Premier League yeah. and done
1: he'd, all right. He'd been tearing it up the years yeah. before that. And then yeah, came to yeah. I think he scored in that Huddersfield game. And then from then onwards, I don't, I, I don't think he's played football since. <laughs> he just ruined it. Yeah, we're we're yeah. quite good at that as well. But then there was players like um, Rudy Austin jamaican international we bought him from somewhere in norway and it was a steady sort of player decent sort of strong midfielder it got to a point where i think the pressure was that much for him he could not pass three yards (laughs) Wow! it was literally he just looked scared as soon as the ball came near him and that that just sums up the sort of banter here like there's that much stuff going on that Players were just crumbling.
0: This, just, this is sending shivers down my spine because it's too familiar <laughs> as well, like yeah. to, to what, again, what we're doing. Um, and, and a final thing to end on, what, for you, is the single most hilarious moment of the Leeds band era?
1: Probably that night chasing... chasing around. <laughs> I, mean, I went down... I, I went down to Ellen Road that day, so I don't live too far... Right. And I I think there's, there were a few of us there who were just stood like, what's going on? And then you just see groups of people running around <laughs> to other sides. He's, he's gone round to West End. <laughs> he's gone over pitched at West End and we're like, what is going on? That is
0: incredible. I, I think an honourable mention as well for the um, the Twitter, don't go to bed just yet. There's still work to be done. Yes. And confirming yeah. wow. Matt Smith and who was he alone? Dominic? Dominic? Dominic Paulian, yeah. <laughs> going to Oldham. Like, I, I forgot about that one. That is just so... Like... you. Because you know the club tweeting that you're like, oh, get in. So some someone's coming in, and then it's two players going out.
1: Yeah, and even like the players were like, oh, this is this could be good. <laughs> I think Jason Pearce tweeted, oh, this could be good. Like the the eyes, and then it's like, yeah, we just sold two players. And it was like, what is going on? I mean, there's so many sort of rumors and stories that from the Chilean. Like, there's a video of him. I think we were linked with uh, some Arabs buying mm-hmm. us. And he's running around like the boardroom at Ellen Road with like a, a tea towel over. Wow, like... <laughs> my God! And it's just crazy that like, there were one game. I mean, Chilean, the Chilean era was just literally a banter all the way through. He had the players in before, and uh, before one of the games, and he cooked some pasta. And you saw him like they videoed him in the kitchen, like the club videoed him, <laughs> and you saw him just grabbing like handfuls of salt and just throwing it in this pan and I'm thinking these are athletes and you're filling them with salt before a game and that can't be just healthy just taught totally you want
0: to be a celebrity himself
1: and you could see like the players that were his favourites and got on with him and then you'd have like professionals like Billy Sharp mm. and you could see him just sat there like what is going on <laughs> and I guess every day we like that at Ellen Road I mean yeah, That's
0: so it's so fantastic. Like I'm, I'm sure that uh, you guys on Talking Shut have, have covered it extensively as well. So go, yeah. and, go and give uh, the the fine folk at Talking Shut a follow on there. Ben, thank you so much for coming and enlightening us a little bit more on the Leeds United band era. As I say, go and follow Talking Shut on Twitter and give them a download and a subscribe. Ben, thanks for joining us. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks again to Ben for coming on and speaking to us earlier. Um, You can follow uh, the podcast Talking Shut. If you search that on Twitter, it'll come up and give them, as I said in the interview, a download and a subscribe as well. Um, We're going to go for a little break now, and when we come back, it's time for our Random Player of the Week. Welcome back to the From the Terraces podcast. Um, quick little plug for all things From the Terraces before we go on our random player of the week. Uh, you can follow From the Terraces on Twitter at from underscore terraces. The Instagram is from underscore the underscore terraces, and of course, the podcast Twitter handle is at terraces podcast. And also, if you're in uh, the northeast or if, if you're in if you're in Sunderland, um, go get yourself over to Port Independent. Because not only Matthew, do they sell from the terraces clobber? You can also get fantastic beer from there as oh, well. Oh, yeah, I am. Um, I, I popped over last Saturday. I'm looking now at Longingly at the empty bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I got, I got some... Is it Let's Talk About Kevin or Let's... Let's Talk we, About Kevin, yeah, um, collaboration. Yeah, really fantastic. I'm going to go over tomorrow morning and... I'm just looking at the bigger container that I've got next to it and thinking I might take that over. <laughs> I was very tempted to do that. I, I went for just getting getting one litre of Let's Talk About Kevin, which is Vaux, Beer and Phantom, Phantom Brewing Company. Yeah. Oh, it's, it was delicious, actually. So, so nice. a nice, nice fella nice. in the shop as well, so if you're listening. Yeah, yeah, he is really kind of Even when I came in with the glass bottle, he said, same again, and recognised us from last week, which, nice is, that, which is, is quite nice. Maybe he listens um, but, to the pod. Maybe he does, maybe he does. If you're listening, come on, you can come oh, on nice and plug man. beers and clothes. But yeah, you can get yourself kitted out You can with, again, local clothing brands in there, and they will sell a lot of local beers, beers like Full Circle, Anarchy, Vox, or... So Full it's a local Circle, business. Again. Yeah, really, really nice beers. So it's a, it's a local business where you end up supporting even more <laughs> local, local businesses. Local business for local people. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. So get yourself a long report, independent. Um, we don't have a discount code yet for the From the Terraces podcast. Chris, our our overlord, our big boss, My if dad. you will. He's he's been he's you know we've we've been in t- in boardroom level discussions, but we haven't got one yet. But we're going to keep working on that. But there is the Wise men say one, which is at WMS ten to get yourself ten percent off some clobber. We'll try and um, get you one that gives you thousands off. Yeah, we want to do eighteen percent off, which is a little inside <laughs> joke. But I don't, I don't think Chris is going to let us do that. But hopefully, this gives him puts a little bit of pressure on him, giving no. us, uh, giving there's us no the discount code. Yeah, exactly. We've backed him into a corner. It's probably the last <laughs> ever from the Terraces podcast. So yeah, <laughs> it's been nice. Two episodes. What what bands have had two albums and then flamed out? Uh, there's a lot around the sort of indie boom. Oh, those... The Stone, the stone Roses, stone obviously. Roses, yeah. And um, they released them um, hilarious two songs a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, bad. That was that really all awful, awful three. <laughs> <laughs> all The Strokes, one, did they awful. have two before coming back with? Um, I can't remember. In 2011, thing. The, Libertines, you know, the al- Libertines famously had two. Libertines. Until, yes. Until, well, there was about a 10 year gap. Um, so, yeah, we, we could need- be them, Pete and Cole. We could be, yeah. We've we've said this before, but uh, yeah. oh, God, we're getting very self-indulgent <laughs> now. <laughs> Minus it's... the heroin as well. But yeah, go from the uk. go to the social channels at from underscore terraces, Instagram from underscore the underscore terraces, and follow us on that terraces podcast. We're only on about 50 followers, we need, we need to get that number up. Well, we want thousands. Following us. We do want thousands, we want literally, literally thousands. Um, but Matthew, you've got a ra- ra- random player of the week last week, Yossi Benayoun, you've got another one to present for us yeah. this week. Uh, Borgia Valero. What's your reason for introducing Borja Valero as um, our random player of the week? So I went to Milan in when you were allowed in in November December time, and I went to the San Siro. Was this a scouting trip for from the uh, Terraces? Because yeah, well, it's the fashion capital of the world. Were yeah. so you going on like a little fact-finder mission? I was actually, yeah. Um, <laughs> I just ended up getting drunk, but we, oh, uh, well. which is which was fun a good milan let's plug milan as well if you want to go to milan, <laughs> milan to go, the city of the milan the city of milan um, yeah it could particularly do, it could then, do with uh, us we um, do with us plugging it The Navigli, podcast that it only has 50 fol- <laughs> yeah. followers on twitter well if you listen to milan then uh, yeah yeah you should go on to milan but no i went so i went to the san Siro and Inter were playing sasuolo um, Sassuolo? Sassuolo mm-hmm. i don't know sasuolo whatever then um, one of those three pronunciations is well. And, uh, yeah, there were 2-0 up, and Sassuolo were terrible,
1: but then pulled <laughs> one back
0: after, uh, after half-time, and to shore up, I don't know if he came on, or if he was on the bench, but Bolger Valero came on, or was on the bench, but his name was mentioned anyway, and I thought it was hilarious, mm. because... I just remember him playing for West Brom about 35 years ago. <laughs> yeah, like when you mentioned but to bring some, up, he, I was... he came up during the week for some reason, and that's why I, I can't remember why now that uh, he could have... Yeah, I can't remember why he came up. But like you mentioned, I was like, oh yeah, like he played in England with someone, mm. and then West Brom, and I couldn't... I've got no particular memories of him at West no, Brom, same. but... His Wikipedia page, to be fair, does the West Brom section does start off brilliant like this. Obviously, this how, as far as our research goes. Valero made his debut four days later in Albion's three-one League Cup defeat away to Hartlepool United. I mean, there <laughs> he'd you been go. at Mallorca before then. I know, but <laughs> uh, I remember him at Mallorca. I used to watch the, uh, the Sky mm. La Liga on Sky, and I mean, what a what a I mean, what an introduction to English football. Hello. Oh, welcome, Borja! Um oh, Borja, be- you're from Mallorca, <laughs> which has a lot of lot of beaches, marinas, that kind of thing. So we'll we'll take you to Hartlepool Pool again, <laughs> the beach the, marina, basically the same. If you've ever been to Pool, it is like Mallorca. um especially with the weather we're experiencing yeah, right well, now. Matthew, fantastic. To be fair, um, and yeah, so you, you you've come, you've relocated, <laughs> and you've lost three one at Hartlepool United. I mean, <laughs> Not a good start. Not a good start. Fair play. They were, April, right? Good result. Yeah, fair three one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, against a, a Premier League side. But um they were relegated to the championship mm. after just one season Things with Valero there. They're not but let's give him a bit of credit. He said I still have a three year contract here and would like to be true to that. For sure, playing in the second division is not ideal, but if I have to put up with that, then I'm going to put up with it. Well, that's the sort of thing you'd expect from a man like Borgio Valero. The professionalism, the, the honour that he clearly carries, but unfortunately it didn't last very long because by the beginning of the next campaign however this is literally what it says on his on his wikipedia which is so funny the way it's phrased by the beginning of the next campaign however he had changed his mind (laughs) and quoted saying i prefer to play in mallorca and not to be in the second division in england this is clear i am disposed for a loan return but i'm guessing this is google translate as well given that i am disposed for a loan return (laughs) but it is necessary for an accord between the clubs. so that is definitely some dodgy Google translate which I'm a big fan of but I just love how there's that sentence then thinking in the next campaign he changed his mind that's a that's great like kind of got more respect for him now yeah just, I mean just like you know when I said that I was going to stay um, so you didn't have to like, bother signing anybody or anything I've changed my mind and ah, no. I'm gone I've done one I've done one <laughs> season in the championship playing away against I don't know I don't <laughs> know in the championship Barnsley, maybe. They're in the Championship every other year at the minute, aren't they? That's yeah. probably a, f- a safe bet. Uh, Burton, maybe. No, probably a bit before that. It's really great. Uh, P- we possibly shouldn't guess, potentially, actually. possibly Yeovil. Possibly Yeovil. Yeah, there was that season. We shouldn't guess about this, though, because we guessed a lot of things last week which were yeah. wrong. Oh, so yeah, including... we have. A, we did have some criticism, didn't we, actually? We think? had yeah some corrections and clarifications in that when we spoke about... Middlesbrough beating Sunderland in the League Cup. Aito Karanka was the manager. It wasn't before he came in. It wasn't Strachan or Marbury. Yeah, um, Tony, Tony Morbury, actually, who managed Bush Valero at West Brom. Yeah. same and full
1: circle.
0: Good boo. That it wasn't during the Leeds uh, band era. Because that's what brought it around the fact that Leeds, the only team Leeds beat under David Hock- Hockaday, was Middlesbrough. Yeah. So we wondered if this was the time Sunderland got beat off Middlesbrough. It wasn't. That happened under Martin O'Neill we were so very yeah, we got a lot wrong. Um <laughs> we were, we were reminded of this by uh, Sunderland's own John Motson, um Michael Loth. Uh so hello to Michael, who will be listening to this. He um, will be listening to this, but that's what we need him there for. To be fair, because we don't, even we do get things wrong. That's part of our well, we don't. We that's do, hopefully we don't, why you're listening, really. We don't do any research, do we? So a lot well, of it's just from memory <laughs> or oh, Wikipedia, oh, Wikipedia as I've which fully which, admitted is, to. which someone could be editing to make to make us look stupid. Yeah, they could be editing right now. You know, if they know that what time we record on what oh, yeah. on what day. Could just to mess with us, um, so yeah, he w- but back to Vo- Borja Valero. He wasn't um, long for West Brom after that. He returned to Mallorca on loan for the 09 10 season. Um, not much, nothing much remarkable, although he did. He won the prestigious Don Ballon award. What that, that sounds like, someone's got the Ballon oh, door wrong. Let's see. So, the don, don Ballon is all oh, right. So it was a Spanish sports magazine and they awarded the Don Ballon Award to the best Spanish player, the best foreign player, the best referee oh, and the wow. best breakthrough player. And he won best Spanish player actually, so actually fair play to him when he, when he went back to Mallorca. I like him, me. Yeah, he's like, it's, it's an interesting career because he goes West Brom Mallorca and then he makes a bit of a climb going Villarreal, Fiorentina. I remember, Fiorentina. yeah, I Villarreal and yeah, quite a um, career really. I mean, he was there when they qualified for the Champions League as well. Um, have they qualified yeah. for the Champions League since? Um, they have, don't Oh, I don't know. This was in 2010 11. Because if they haven't, well, I mean, well, your there reason. you go. I mean, it does say that they signed him on a permanent basis um, for an undisclosed fee. Um, and then they were. Re- well, no, that can't be right. What? They weren't. Were they relegated were in Were they part season? of the match-fixing thing? Oh, that was before that, wasn't it? Let's have a look here. Talk amongst yourselves while we look at this. Yeah, they were relegated. Amazing. They were relegated in the ten eleven 11 seats. He was on loan and they qualified for the Champions League and then in 2010-11 they were relegated. Wow. So Leaving a trail of destruction around Europe. It's what, It's what. what. Yeah, it's what he did at West Brom <laughs> as well. It's oh. just for every... But everything he gives, he takes something away he as well. But he, he like, relegated. How did the uh, what has gone on? Yeah. That was like when Ipswich qualified for the UEFA Cup and got relegated the next Maybe season. Maybe it is that just the team ill-equipped for qualifying for Europe, then qualifying for Europe. Birmingham it just did it. like won the. Birmingham did it. Bur- the- Burnley, I know, didn't get relegated, but they like couldn't really. well quit, Birmingham got relegated then. and won the cup, didn't they? So they were playing yes. in the Championship and Europe, which is really an incredible vibe. Millwall as well, of Caused course. Cause... Absolute fixture congestion as well, with all the midweek games oh, and God, then the yeah. European games. Yeah. Well, Millwall did it, didn't they? Yeah, I think they got. If it gone, wasn't then. Millwall, it would have been us. Yeah, well, we'd have got um, uh, Kilmarnock, probably. Yeah, and uh, Got beat on away goals. <laughs> you'd imagine so. <laughs> Which again is what is what happened to Burnley? Just Aberdeen lost wasn't it? to Aberdeen well, on away goals. I incredible. Mean, that's, yeah. I mean, it's a one-off life. Like away goals shouldn't really count, should it? I, no, I mean, it's not away. But, like no, like away it's, goals rules a joke anyway. Well, we're not going to have it, are we? If um, in well, I presume we're not in the next in August when the Champions League tournament oh, is just one leg, aren't they? So happens yeah. that would be really I'll, unfair. That would be imagine, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. They draw someone like a double jeopardy. That would be great, actually. And you could maybe give like one team a goal head start. or something. Yeah. Oh, that would so be fun. Could, yeah, because it, it, it's going to be all in Portugal, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be all in, in Lisbon. So no one's at home or away, so if you give the team that's drawn second or listed mm. as second... Draw the team that goal, is furthest away every t- in every time. Yeah, you their... have like a scale. So if like the yeah. team furthest away, their away goals count for six. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> Make it like, I don't know... Like Well, it'd be like rugby essentially, wouldn't it? That's not, that's not uh, a deal. D- nobody wants that. We- weird points totals. and um, them with thousands of points. It's just stupid. Well, speaking of thousands of points, obviously Villarreal <laughs> weren't getting thousands of points um, when they were relegated. They get relegated as well. Do you mean? But, but Borja Valero, he lands on his feet. He goes to Fiorentina after I know, this. I know. Like, possibly playing alongside legends like. Was he, would he have be been there at the same time as Marcos Alonso? Oh, probably. Ooh. No, I think... He, when was, well, he didn't leave until two, uh, until 2017. Oh, yeah, well, he will and have And he joined then. in 2012. So oh, yeah, yeah, he will yeah, have, we'll look, yeah, we'll he have been. Points. And then he went to Inter Milan. He joined Inter Milan in 2017. How old is three he? Three-year deal. He is 35. So Ooh, he, his, birthday, his birthday is the day after mine. His birthday is on the 12th of January. So he, so he joined Inter Milan when he was 32. Fair, yeah have had a bit like, of a fall from grace as well, hadn't they? Really. So, in, well, then they in, won the Champions uh, League. <laughs> well, they have a bit of a weird sort of like Ashley, Ashley Young is it Inter Milan at the yeah, minute? Like age uh, is clearly only a number as far as the Inter Milan chiefs are concerned. <laughs> lovely top though. <laughs> lovely top, yeah. their third kiss, got that, got that yeah, off eBay really for twenty nice. quid. That but, was nice. Yeah, where they work, it's nice too. The um like a teal color, I think. Mm, yeah, even their, their home kits tend to be good. Oh, it's a good yeah. color scheme. Good but sponsor. Borgio Valero really. Look, always looks fine. Good. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is quite classic, isn't it? Burton Albion as well, of course. Well, very similar clubs, really. Yeah, really. If you if you think about it, same sort of passionate supporters, I like same kind of area. Well, Burton has, has definitely got better beer than than Milan. Probably yes. doesn't have better apparel though. Mm, yeah, home of the spritz. Yeah, nowhere's going to have better Aperol than a, than a town or a city in in Italy, to be fair. But back to just one last thing on Borja Valero and his Wikipedia page. His Wikipedia photo is hilarious. <laughs> yes, it like, is. It's, it, it's him in action for Fiorentina in 2012. And just, he's wearing really baggy shorts. He, he's wearing a top that looks like a child wearing their dad's football shirt. Like, I know a lot of footballers have weird Wikipedia pictures, but like... This one's totally his fault. Why is he yeah. wearing such ill fit such an ill fitting kit? Yeah, it is it is odd that. Like, yeah, well, and like this is you know, this is a podcast that has links to fashion. Like come on, Borja Valero. Should, well let's we actually shall we change it. <laughs> shall we send him the discount <laughs> code? <course? laughs> well we just go <laughs> on and change it. We could yeah. does, I don't think he does his own, it's not his Facebook page. No. Yeah, that would be a bit hard. He's probably got he'll have a much better Facebook profile no. page. Absolutely. I mean, being in a Milan third shirt, you would imagine. Well, you would have thought. You absolutely would have thought. Anything else to add on Borgia Valera? No, no not really. Sure. Just that um, I want to go back in Milan now. Oh, that would be nice, yeah. Some nice food, nice weather. Foods, oh, sensational yeah. food. No, it was, well, <sighs> it was freezing when I went because it was um, December. So it was <laughs> well, that had happened. Quite that would happened. And <laughs> well, on that note of the sad weather in Milan, thanks for listening to the From the Terraces podcast episode two. Keep your feedback coming in. Keep following us on Twitter at Terraces podcast. You can follow me at Rory Fallow and you can follow Matthew at M underscore Keelan and from uk for all your clothes. Follow them on Twitter at From underscore Terraces and the Instagram is From underscore the underscore terraces we will be back next week with more write-offs more best-evers more random footballers and anything else that takes our fancy that we find funny in football thanks again to ben from talking show as well for joining us and we'll be back very soon thanks for listening